Sean, we're comping players from the same draft class, comparing their athletic profiles against each other, their team scenarios, their opportunity shares. We're comping their rookie card values. We're also comparing the rookie card values between different trading platforms. And Sean, what I've been doing the last week because of after our last show, I, I really have gotten way more involved in Com C. And so what I've been doing is I've been going on Com C, and we'll just use Stefan Diggs as an example because he's one of my favorite mm -hmm. uh, playoff flips this year. And I've, I, I know you can't see what the recently sold um, sales are. So I've been looking at the sales volume because it does show sales volume by quarter. Mm -hmm. I see yep. these little bars uh, next to the card of, of mm -hmm. the player uh, for Stefan Diggs Prism. And I see this tall little bar and I count it and it's precisely four quarters ago, which I'm like, that was January of last year, Sean. Yep. And I see this as well for Mike Evans and some other big name ballers that were in the playoffs last year. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so and so I just wanted to confirm with you that 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 is that is what I'm seeing, right? That's yep. uh it's those each bar is a quarter. Yeah. Were you were you were you on Com C last January? I was, yes. January twelfth was the first card I bought. Although I was on uh poking around on there a couple of weeks um earlier. I didn't buy anything until the new year. Um, but Jan January twelfth was my first card bought and january 18th was my first card sold i went back and checked wow. it because i was trying to hit a 500 sale milestone for uh 2021 i thought it would be cool to have it for the calendar year obviously i, I didn't hit it i was uh still like 14 short or something like that but then i i kind of i'm kind of cheating a little bit <laughs> uh, since my first card purchase wasn't the 12th that's when i'm counting my first year on com c so I have till the 12th to sell three more cards. So I'm hopefully be able to do that. Uh, yeah, man, I, I hope, I think you will. What have you been seeing so far in January this year? Cause I, I, I don't have hardly any cards on Com C. I I will say that I'm selling cards right now at a much higher rate on eBay and mm -hmm. uh, still not a whole lot of activity on star stock. However, there have been a couple uh, but what are what are you seeing on Com C? And then I know also know that you're a lot more active on Starstock right now. So I'm curious to yes. what type of sales volume you're seeing on there. Um, um, for Starstock, um, my my strict strategy is I make the annoying low ball offers that everyone probably listening hates. And uh, my sale, my I don't really sell very many cards. But uh, as I was talking about. Um, just before the show that my ROI on Starstock was negative 99 cents yesterday and now it's at $19. So something in my collection has either had a big offer on it or a big sale or something like that. So I'll have to uh, dig in to have a look at that. Um, so, But that indicates that there's activity there. But most of my activity is I just make these, you know, I have a few hundred, uh, over 300 offers out there right now, and they just trickle in a couple a day, 20 cents here, 50 cents here, you know, and then I'm, I'm able to put, you know, five, 10 bucks a week in there on my Starstock account. And, and, you know, I've been able to accumulate quite a bit of 
what I think are pretty decent cards that I'm going to take and then flip on eBay as in lots. Okay. That's excellent, man. Using that ship right. my card service and, you know, yeah. have, having the address service. Okay. Um, one, okay. Stop for one second there. It's all right. Yeah. Scroll back up to the top. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't do it that way. Don't put the year and the date in. Use the filters on the side if you if you want to filter the stuff out. So just oh. type in Mike. Yeah, sorry, I'm not trying to be a. I'm just want to show you the most efficient way, because if you can figure if you can do it the most efficient way, it just means that you're going to be able to find a way more cards faster, and you're not going to spend hours clicking on stuff that you don't need to. So yeah. no doubt to, yeah. I, I, for you guys, I, for you guys listening only, I am now on on Mike Evans on Com C. And what I did was I typed in 2014 Prism Mike Evans to look at the sales volume. But Sean is saying it's a better approach to just type in the player name and yeah. then use these category, these attributes here on the left. to Exactly. Yes. So click off. I usually do rookie card and then go from there. But as you've seen, the rookie cards are sometimes they get tagged as rookie. You're like 2016 Don Russ on comp c is a rookie year they don't show up as rookie cards and i'm not sure why so well, just that's weird because i i just saw that in the stefan Diggs. Yeah. the the prism silver was considered a rookie card in the red little logo but then the regular yeah. prism was a rookie related or rookie year i was yeah. like that doesn't make any sense that's got to be a just what, a what uh, what year that's 24 yeah yeah it was yeah. 20 some of the older stuff is a little a little wonky on the on the anyway that's just com c but that's something to pay attention to because if there's somebody comes in and only searches rookie cards you may not get exposure on that card too much so now you got you got a couple options here um so now uh scroll back up a little bit sorry i want i want to buy this card is there a way to like flag it to remember you just have to yeah, remember click, no, it click on, click on the card and then scroll down and then go to add the watch list oh and okay. then you go up in your name where your username is and there's like dashboard and inventory and there's a watch list thing. So you just go down the watch list. There you go. And it's tech. cool. Now, okay. I, yeah, I do that a lot with cards that I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. And it just I just sold it one of these this is why I'm flagging it because I just sold one of these on eBay actually for $40 there just uh, yesterday. I, I accepted yeah. the offer at 35 so. Mm -hmm. I'm like a 989. There's only one of them on here. It's a mm -hmm. it's a Panini Hot Rookies Mike Evans Gold yeah. Zone, uh, numbered out of of 50. And it's you're nice gonna card. find a lot of stuff like that that you'll be able to sell. You confidently sell on eBay for more than you're buying it on here, right? Um, yeah, I, I guess I, for I, whatever reason, some of these Com C listings don't make it over to eBay yeah i'm not i'm not sure of the criteria i mean but you figure if they've got a million transactions and new cards coming on they they're not going to be able to keep up with everything mm -hmm. so there's got to be some sort of criteria or some sort of automatic cycle once a month it refreshes the store right because i mean a card could be sold 15 times a day and reprice 15 times a day technically right um, so they can't, they are not going to be able, it's not going to be up to the minute for the store, but the thing I like right now, and I, th I'm going to try and hopefully see if we, I can take advantage of it is right now they have that, uh, no limit auction on. 
right? So normally there's a $3.50 minimum fee, right? To, to get people not to sell lower end cards, right? But they've waived that fee in for uh, January. They did it for December. Now it's January. So you're only paying 3.5% on, on, on your eBay auctions through ComC. Nice. So right. I could buy it and then send it to auction and, and yes. Um, yes. advantage the of that caveat, deal. The caveat, though, it does cost 50 cents. And it's a 99 cent minimum. Like, you, like it's no re- 99 cent, no reserve auction. No reserve. Right. But so, this would be the perfect card right here, like a Mike Evans rookie card, gold, numbered out of 50 mm-hmm. with the portrait style photo for 989. You buy it now. And then in a couple of weeks, you put it in one of those auctions. I guarantee you it's going to go. I just sold one on eBay for $35. I accepted mm-hmm. the offer at 35 yeah. uh, to move the card. But I, so I don't see why this wouldn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the same kind of action you're going to get on a regular eBay auction. You know, you're still got the same risk of it going for less than you want it for if the player's not in the, you know, the prime time, you know, hype that, that you're looking for to sell that guy. So it's still got the same risks to it um, with auctions. And you've talked about that before and we've talked about it before on the channel, you know. Yeah. Like if you're trying to force sell something, if you're not sure that it's going to go to auction higher to the price you want, the only reason you should be auctioning is if you have to, to force to sell it, right? That's kind of like the the way we're looking at, or you know. Oh yeah, it's the a way I look sale. At. Sometimes you want to force it. Sometimes you, it's not <laughs> smart to force it. You know, yeah. like there's a chance that you could you could lose money on a card in an auction for sure. Yeah, but if you put yeah. it on a buy it now, it's just going to sit there until somebody buys it. So what? So what have you seen on Starstock lately? Because I uh, saw so last couple well, of cards I, mean, I sold were some Cooper Cups, <laughs> but um, I don't not, really, really. I don't have any open offers. I have not been taking advantage of like the the Starstock bees as well as you have. Right. So I'm not sure what you're seeing. I, have, I haven't come on here very so, much. If you want, I'll we'll take a minute. To pick a guy that you want to that you're you're like a. I do a lot of spec guys, so my stuff's a little bit lower end, right? Like I'm looking mm-hmm. to hit that guy that goes from zero to ninety kind of deal. Well, what about um, Keyshawn Vaughn then? Because he's sure, actually you supposed you're to, gonna probably um, I'm, yeah, you're yeah. probably gonna outbid me like crazy because I got a lot yeah. of bids on him. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll go in. Usually, what I'll do I'll go into this this I'll pick one of the cards, right? Uh, whatever sure prism works. Doesn't matter. Pick any one of the. Cards oh yeah, Starstock A Prism starting at seventy cents. Yeah, just base Prism. But I've, real, real quick before I click into the Prism, I just think it's wild. And this goes to the point I was talking to Carter yeah. the other day about this um, opinion or perspective. I was talking to Steve about this too uh, of Mosaic in twenty twenty, yeah. and it, it it I mean it kind of rings true here at least on the base cards. Yeah, it yeah. looks like they overprinted the crap out of base mosaic cards because you got well, 254 of those compared to 170 base Donruss and 135 base uh, Prism. But the thing we got to keep in mind, though, we don't know if that actually reflects the actual print run. Mosaic was a brand new set last year. So the, the, new, the newness of the set could have forced a lot of people to want to push them online 
push them during the boom to push them on star stock, push them on calm C, right? They're brand new people. Oh, people are going to want to eat these up. They're shiny. They're, you know, this and that. Right. So that's an interesting opinion. I haven't heard that yet. Right. I, I, that was the same kind of thing. I was like, I I've noticed that the, the base cards are like, are very, very, you know, they do better on eBay for, you know, like, um, than they would be on calm C kind of thing. Um, but the colors are, are, I think, are still holding their value because you can see there's there's a significant difference in supply where mosaic the, the base has 200 and the you know a green reactive is five or six, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I do think I, okay. I agree with you. The right. reactives and the short print uh, mosaics yeah. seem to be very rare. Like they seem yeah. to be just as yeah. rare as the prism silvers and those other short print parallels of those sets, if not maybe a little bit more rare. Now, when you're but, sorry to cut you off there, but when you're getting a view of a player, click into on if you're looking at one set for one player, click uh -huh. into the player, right? Uh huh. No, click into one of the cards. Sorry, I'm pointing at it as if it's my screen. <laughs> right now, now right. scroll down, scroll down a little bit. You've got that whole menu and a little bit more of a better scroll up, right? Oh, there's all the parallels, the right? Right. Parallels so now it's a little bit cleaner to see it all in one screen. Now you can compare. Look, there's a green prism for 67 cents, and there's every other card is three dollars, and this one's 67 cents. Well, ah. that piques my interest. Boom. Why is that 67 cents? Is I that like one, that. right? So that for the parallels for if you're looking at one particular set at one like particular point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it probably takes gonna... me right to some really good short print parallel stuff. This this took me this menu on the left, Sean. Yeah. I could look at it and see like, okay, those are super rare, all sold out. But then I go up to the ones available. I'm like, red, twelve dollars yeah. and forty cents, numbered out of eighty bucks player, twelve dollars. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So that that allows those deals to stick out. Right. So you're not spending hours searching through cards when you know what to look for. It's it's kind of you can do it a little bit similar. If you scroll down to the bottom, it's the same thing. But I don't find that that that's very easy to kind of get an overall look. Right. Um, for me, when I look at that left hand panel on Comp C, stuff just like sticks like that. Like you see two dollars, three dollars, five dollars through ninety-seven cents. Okay, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why is that ninety-seven cents? Is that on sale? Is it really underpriced compared to everything else? Or is it just because that's the highest produced parallel? And it just you know, like the red, white, and blue prisms on Com C are close to base prices, even though <laughs> oh, there's yeah. only about 20 of them on you know, compared to a hundred base, but they're relatively close to the same price. But the, like, but those will do good. Those do good on eBay. Anything color does great on eBay. I find. Unless, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about a green prism for a Bucks player. Like green, green. Yeah. This looks like a uh, maybe a Christmas ornament. <laughs> it does have some red in the middle of it, in his jersey. People, but that green color, man though. does not go with Bucks yeah. colors. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not going to get top value for it. But somebody would buy that on eBay, especially if you put it in. Uh, that's why I'm going to try and buy a lot of the color and put them in lots like that. Okay, don't put the year up there, man. You're not ah, gonna, man, dude, that a, is my eBay habit right yeah. there. The best thing that you can do is you can search the guy's name there. 
Spell it right. I'm looking for Jalen. I want to see what an Eagles. Um, an yeah, and Eagles I think it is, isn't it? L-E-N? Sleeper player. How am I not spelling his name right? I'm like. J-A-L-E-N? I can't oh. see. Oh. I think you got O-N there. Oh, now I'm just like. I'm butchering it, man. I'm butchering it, guys. I'm struggling. How I can't even remember how to spell Jalen. J a l e n. J a l e n. Ah, like Jalen Hurts. I don't know yeah. why I was. I was spelling it like Jalen. Yeah. There you go. So now the first thing that I, if I'm looking at a player, is I'll click on any card. Any right. card. Any okay, card. Okay. So yep. okay, I got you. So just boom, first one. Yep, and then click on his name in the list, and that clears the the menu at the top don't ask me why it makes a search better but clearing that menu at the top and not being only jalen regger allows for different it's weird i know but it just i find it works a lot better so then now you go on the left hand menu and you just filter down to what you want so so is it okay to i mean you recommend i could type in mosaic here in this filter uh you could yep absolutely but actually the, the better thing would be to go type rookies dash in the in that I see what you're saying. So that's going to yeah. filter down to just his ones that have rookies and it's going to filter out the, um, now the only thing, okay, that's the the one pro what you probably would want to do is click on the set, go to the mosaic set. And then that's right. So you click on his, right. And then you go up to the top, very right under the com C name is the set name and it's highlighted in blue. Right there, you click on, yep. And then you can, you can, you can, that's right. So now you're within the set. So um, now you can, you can bring up, you click on, is that him there? Yeah, the, I'm, I'm curious, these little numbers in the parentheses next to the player's name, is that the, that, That's is how that? many card, that's how many unique cards that, that has. So under your criteria. On this, so then, there's going to be nine cards there nine that's it that's i guess that no no that's just the base though oh, i mean oh that's just the bait whoa okay so this is so guys this is nine variations of the base and it may not just be um different like parallel like so this is a photo variation right this nfl debut is kind of yeah. like an insert photo but variation also, there's different grades here there's a psa there's you know there's yeah uh, there's condition the variation you know there's condition yeah, but condition, if you go and then down, you got the college. Yeah. If you go down to the left-hand menu and click on where it says the two, mosaic nine there, see it says, but yeah, click on that. That should give you all the parallels now. There you go. In one menu. Yes. Right, but I I find it better myself. I prefer to look at the parallels in in the the actual menu. But if you were to go here and type in rookies in the filter rookies with the dash it would take out all the nfl debut ones because those those ah. are definitely right kind of thing that's because those well i mean I, I consider those like the i don't understand why those would not be rookie they're just cards either because they have a rookie card logo but they i get it fun. they're a they're a they're a in they're technically an insert yeah so that so now you have all the and then you can search, you can look for graded ones. You can look for ones that are auctioned by listing format. If there's any that are listed as auction, 
Uh, you can uh, sort them by the grade, right? So if you want ones that are, have no grade that are strictly raw, you know, things like that. So surprisingly, the Jalen Rager red is not going for nearly as cheap as that Keyshawn Vaughn green. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I digress, John. We yeah. kind of went down a little rabbit hole uh, <laughs> here, and it's fascinating to me to compare these sales volumes and these listing volumes to really get an under understanding of. I mean, because this is a this is how we estimate print runs. There is there any better way to estimate print runs than to look at the listing and the and the sales volumes of the three major you know, card trading platforms. Well, yeah, you could, I mean, you can, I mean, it may not give you an overall, like you may not know, okay, there was a hundred thousand of these printed, but you're going to see the difference um, between the, the base, the amounts, especially in the digital platforms. eBay is going to be a little bit harder because we know there's listing problems on there. There's people that, you know, do some shady listing, trying to get their, their sales by and things like that. But on the digital platforms, for sure, you're going to see where the the print runs are actually because they're they have totals calculated where you won't see that on eBay. But the thing is, like, I mean, that's not going to necessarily indicate how many total cards there are. And I did I saw that there was somebody that uh, was able to calculate print runs as long as you had certain um, available. Like, if you knew there was 99. Uh, you know, a serial numbered card that was 99 and it was one of every six packs. Well, you could tell, you know, doing by the calculation, you could tell how many packs they had to print to fill that, you know, and stuff like that. Or it was some sort of calculation like that. Um, I forget somebody on YouTube did it anyway. And you just had to have the available information of uh, the hit rates of the, the, the inserts. And, you know, you took the serial numbers and figured out how many, print you know this they you know kind of thing i but, yeah. yeah but at, at the end of the day that's taking an incredible amount of time i'm yeah, sure of course yeah, and, yeah. and and it's still an estimate like that's still yeah. like that's not a definitive answer mm-hmm. i would never agree that that's a definitive answer but i'm sure that they don't either and the thing is like you could just do this looking at available listing quantities and looking at available uh or sold mm-hmm. quantities to get an idea of because comparing right just to say that base mosaic was printed more than base donruss for example because those two cards came out of right around the same time in 2020 mm-hmm. they're totally different this year but they were right around the same time in 2020 and from everything that i've seen base mosaic was printed more now now to your point there could be a lot more people that bought base donruss rated rookies and they're stashing them they're in their collection mm-hmm. They're holding them, and that's why we don't see them on the on the marketplace. Um, and the same thing with Prism. And so that's kind of like the gray area that we have to either say, wait a minute, does that mean that base mosaic is just not liked or not demanded nearly as much? Or, well, you know, what what's that play there? I mean, it's probably a combination of a, of, of a couple of those factors, I guess. But at least it, it tells us that this is the – I don't know the most available set. Therefore, this is going to be the hardest card to purchase to really move the needle in in value. 
Well, the yeah, the, I mean, and I think too, um, the one thing that that helped the mosaic was that it was coming out in you know a new set in in the middle of the of 2020. You know what I mean? Like it. I think it was just a combination of of new set, shiny. Everybody wants to buy cards, you know. Um, I don't, I don't know the price point of them if they were cheap cheaper when they came out or they were in it like you know Don. I don't mean cheaper. Nothing's cheap, but uh, Don Russ level, you know. Um, I wasn't into buying any wax at that time, so I don't know. But I the way I kind of look at it too, like even some of these big uh, print run, like if you were to look at uh, eBay, how many base mosaic sales do you think there are in a day or available in a day? Maybe of one card, maybe 20 or 30, right? Because a lot know, of man. people are probably not going to, well, I mean, that's something I, we'd have to look at. Yeah, but... we'd have to look at. I, I kind of get a sense <laughs> of it just from, okay, so for example, I have two base mosaics. So this was back when mosaic first came out and I had recently met Carter and um it was the beginning of 2020 season and he's like you should probably buy some joe burrow rookie cards now i know that they're not the cheapest but at the same time this guy is a goat you gotta believe me mm -hmm. and so i bought some base mosaics for 20 dollars a piece i thought that was a pretty good deal i've got those cards listed on ebay for the last couple months and now i'm thinking yeah those should sell like hotcakes Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to break even. I'm thinking $20 a card. But mm -hmm. for a base mosaic Joe Burrow Raw, I am still I still haven't sold those cards. I haven't even gotten an offer mm -hmm. on those cards. So that tells me in my head he's the most hyped quarterback in a quarterback-driven uh, sports card market mm -hmm. on the largest marketplace. I just got my cards listed too high. Mm -hmm. I think I could sell them, but I've got them listed too high. And that then that tells me that when the when the prism is selling for 60 to 70 and the base donruss is even selling for more people are willing to pay more than the base mosaic mm -hmm. then that tells me hey then that that mosaic is devalued you really shouldn't invest in that because it's going to be a lot harder to move the needle on that card well i mean that's why it's just just the availability of them is going to drive down the price because you're not going to be able to you know, so and I, I, I fell victim with the Jalen Hurts. I bought a few of the, uh, the Jalen Hurts mosaic in and around that, you know, say six, seven dollars. I think they were, and now I can get them for a couple of bucks, maybe under under two dollars in some, you know, some spots kind of thing sometimes. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we've compared the star stock A and the B's. We talked about the grading percentage. And how basically an eBay card is somewhere, be most of them are somewhere between a B and an A, unless someone's mm. called out uh, an obvious flaw in the card, or you can notice yeah. an obvious flaw from the picture. Otherwise, there's a really good, like a 90% chance that card's going to either be an A or B. Probably a higher percent chance is going to be an mm. A or B, 95% chance, and then a 5% chance it comes to C. And mm. you look at the A's on Starstock, A's of Joe Burrow uh, Base Mosaic, those uh, last sale was for $26. And uh, the last B sale, though, was for $3. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> so that's where the value is for me is to to put, see, like I'd put a $4 offer in or a, a $3.65 offer in that. 
and just wait till it hits. And I know it's a, it's, if it's a good player, then I, I'm, I'm fine with waiting. And it, I mean, it works better with guys that you don't want to sell right now. You know, like a guy that you're going to look to sell next year or, you know, in a couple of months or whatever the case may be, depending on when you're looking, uh, the, the, when the time of the year is kind of thing. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat with, uh, uh, a couple of Jalen Hurts selects uh, premieres that I bought. You know, I am when I, when I was buying them, like I, I was buying the the uh, based on Russ for around ten dollars, and so I thought a premiere, you know, it's it's not the bottom level. It's you know, it's got to be a, it's it's got to be a better a, a higher level card than a, a based on Russ, and it was ten dollars. So. I'm buying the if I thought the Don Russ was a good price at 10 bucks, that should be a good price at 10 bucks. Well, I mean, you can get them for like a dollar 35 now, I think, or something like that. Like, it, you know, so there's no way that I'm ever going to resell that car. Like, that's going to be a car that I'm going to have to resell when you know Jalen Hurd starts winning some playoff games and you mm -hmm. know starts making a taking over in that you know that top 10 quarterback kind of thing. And, and that's the thing we talk about. It would that would not be the case if if the the available sets and print runs were like they were in two thousand four, two thousand five, yeah. or or even 09, 2010, 12, even even two thousand sixteen. Yeah. But once we get in that range, like I I just broke this down in a recent video, and it it was just looking at Panini football card sales on eBay. Mm -hmm. um, over the last 90 days. And I did 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. And those were all under a hundred thousand, uh, started out in 2016, around 25,000. It went up to in 2019, right under a hundred thousand. But then mm -hmm. you go to 2020 and it was 400 mm -hmm. and something thousand in the last 90 days of 2020 mm -hmm. Panini football cards. And then 2021 is almost the same amount and they don't even have all their sets released yet. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like I've I've noticed that on Com C, there's um, seventy nine thousand twenty twenty cards, and there's already thirty two thousand twenty twenty one cards. So there's half the cards of twenty uh, twenty already in twenty twenty one, and we've haven't had half the sets released already. So. But we, we kind of all, you know, I, I heard some grumblings about this. And, you know, when Panini's going to maybe go out, they're going to go in a thunder. You know what I mean? Make as much money as they can on their way out. Print as much stuff that make as much available, as, you know, like is, is that, you know, because that's Bunch the way. Jack, you know, it, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised they, because I've heard from several people. They're all about the money and this and that. And, and that's part of why they've created all these parallels because they're like, hey, okay, then if you if you only care about scarcity, then we've got scarcity for you. We've got mm -hmm. plenty of serial numbered cards and cards that we've only made a handful of. But there's also cards where we've made a bajillion of. So if you just got a couple dollars and you want to get a rookie exactly. card of your favorite player, yep. then you, you can do that. Yep. And, that, and but that's what it, people getting in or people that have – uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very challenging, right? People lower budgets wanting to get in and, and play this game. It, that's what becomes very challenging because mm -hmm. you just, because you bought a, for example, a Joe Burrow, a base mosaic card 
at um, five, ten, fifteen dollars, which you think would be okay because you look like you mm-hmm. look at a base tops Aaron Rodgers card, or mm-hmm. you know, a base mm-hmm. tops uh, Matt Stafford card, or Ben Roethlisberger, or or shoot, even a base tops uh, Russell Wilson, or a base Donruss or Optic Dak Prescott, and you're thinking mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty dollars is not uh, a bad a bad deal, mm-hmm. but you go and buy a twenty twenty absolute joe burrow or a 2020 base mosaic joe burrow for around that price that's like that may be you may be stuck sitting with that like i am mm-hmm. now a year later um st- you know having to to lose some money on it if you want to mm-hmm. move that card yeah and i think i think um you know with the overflow of mosaic on the digital platforms it you know it's going to drag some some of the the numbers down you know, um, but think about this, Sean, if I've, if, if I would have immediately relisted those cards at the time I bought them, I could have, I could have profited on, but I was thinking this is Joe Burrow. This is going to be mm-hmm. long-term hold, you know, uh, what <laughs> this guy mm-hmm. that uh, is critically acclaimed that, I mean, covers LSU football better than anybody I know, plus colors covers like college football as a whole and is very mm-hmm. knowledgeable about the NFL. Um, you know, it's talking about how good he is. So I'm like, that's, that's a fine long-term mm-hmm. hold, you know, I, I get in yeah. on, but it's just the thing, like when a player is that good, if you really want to get in on like on a good long-term hold, then you want to definitely have scarcity around the card. But if you mm-hmm. want to try and flip it, if it's a new mm-hmm. product and it has the perception of scarcity and this is a new player and, and the FOMO mm-hmm. can just like, boom, you know, knock that player up instantly and, mm-hmm. and there's a perception of scarcity around all of his rookie cards because there's available of uh, limited of available supply. Then that card would have been flippable for me. I think I would have been able mm-hmm. to uh, at least break even or make some money. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. now looking at a loss on that card. I think unless mm-hmm. maybe he wins a Super Bowl. Maybe maybe if he goes to yeah. win a Super Bowl. Well, this you year, know what? You that's that's the great thing is you have now have the option to hold on to it and wait until it's it's profit. You know. That's that's why you know I I do the way that I do because I don't have to sell a card if it's not, you know I want to sell a card because that means I can buy more cards you know I like buying I like buying cards and it's fun to to find players that nobody's on that you know that's that's my that's my adrenaline rush of it that's my kick is finding a player that nobody else is buying buying as much and as cheap as I can and then you know I want to cash in. You know what I mean? But you're um, also doing a lot of this on, on Comp C, which I'm I imagine you're immediately relisting, right? Um, some stuff I am. If if I'm confident that um well if you look at my 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 old some of my videos that I did, I was relisting everything in the beginning because I needed to sell more to to buy more to get bigger cards to get better cards you know things like that but i passed on a lot of things just simply because i was only trading on on com c and the situation wasn't good on com c for that card it was a card that i probably could have sold on another platform if i had lived in the united states i probably could have bought a few of those cards, shipped them home and sold them on eBay and made profit, but they weren't within my um, criteria to resell in Com C. So I just pass 
and I'd pick and choose and I, okay, this guy, um, you know, he's a target of mine. So I go in, okay, the, the Don Russ is, is good. I, you know, I can make some money off that, you know, um, now, uh, now I'm more of a, okay, this is a good price. I can sell it somewhere for more. It may not be Com C, but I'll buy it and then I'll figure out where to sell it after. Cause I know it's, it's a cheap price, right? That's kind of my position now. So I've purchased a lot of stuff on Com C that I'm intending to sell on other platforms. I purposely intended to sell on, on eBay in a lot or whatever the case may be. So that, that's a little bit a different of a, uh, you know, thing for me. So. Yeah, that that's definitely a different strategy. I I'm really excited to see your results after this January, because we're definitely seeing an uptick. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you were telling me before the show about, about what you're uh, seeing on star stock. Um, in terms of of the ROI, like you talked about earlier in the show, yeah, yeah. and uh, I've I've sold more cards on eBay this past week than I have in a couple months, so that's yeah. very promising. Um, I'm thinking I'm seeing more active sales activity uh, this past week, these past few weeks. Now that we're getting close to the playoffs, than um, I have in in a while. And I think now this year, and this may be a bold prediction on my part we're going to see more increase in sales during the playoffs this year than last year. And my reasoning behind that is last year, there wasn't such a big gap. There was, there was a noticeable gap between like the middle of the season and the playoffs on what stuff was selling. You could tell as the playoffs kicked off, you know, values were starting to go back up, but last year, everything was high. Everything was selling. As I said, man, you could sell a, a Jets card to a Giants fan last year, right? This year, how many how many YouTube videos have you seen that, oh, card market's dead, nobody's selling anything, you know, made kind of stuff? Well, I'm not seeing that. I'm, you know, but what I'm expecting this year is because there is a bigger lull and there's a bigger lull in the market, we're going to see a higher uptick because playoffs, everybody's focusing on them, right? I've, I've mentioned that in, in our other chats. There's one football game on, and every football fan is watching that one football game. Every investor is watching that. When there's 13 games going on, you're going to have guys, you know, are going to people are going to split between what, what's getting their attention. When it's playoffs, everybody's watching that one game. So if a player goes off, and people get that, oh, I want to buy that guy's card for my collection for, oh, I think he's going to be a great player. You know what I mean? They're going to do it while they're, you know, they're going to do it during yeah. the playoffs because there's so much at stake. There's so much hype there. You know, the NFL does an amazing job at marketing. They're like night and day compared to every other pro sports organization in the world. Even soccer, which is huge, obviously. That's that's um, what I, that's it, man. That's what I was gonna say. The National <laughs> Football League is the highest revenue generating sports league in the entire world. I, I mean, they're leaps and bounds. Now, if you were to combine, you said soccer. If you were to combine yeah. all the soccer leagues together, they'd be yeah. higher. But they're all separate, like individuals. Yeah. yeah, 
and you look at the NFL, I mean, they're blowing MLB, NBA, everybody. But out I of think water. I think if you took two, three, and four in the list, you might get close to what the NFL is. That's the the kind of gap that I was seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, like numbers to rank two, three, four. You add those together, and that was getting close to what the NFL. That's how how much of a benchmark they were sending for you know, for marketing revenue dollars and and everything like that so they put a lot of production into these playoffs they're readily available that's the more eyes are on now the players have to do their part you have to get guys that stand out you have to get guys that you know play well you know if you get a if you get a playoff game that's a three nothing game until the fourth quarter probably not going to be a huge amount of card sales because there's nothing to excite people to want to go buy the cart, you know. <clears throat> you know, you get like a David Tyree helmet catch in a playoff game, and people might start rushing out to get that. Oh, that guy's gonna be gonna be, you know, a new the newest thing out there kind of deal, you know. That's that's how the FOMO works, right? People want to get on mm-hmm. in early, right? So you see a guy that you've never seen before because you've never watched this team. Now he's in prime time. Now you see him. Although he's been playing great all year, you just haven't noticed him because he doesn't make the highlights. But now all of a sudden he's in prime time. He gets your attention. You know, like guys like Hunter Renfrew. Now I've seen an increase in his price, but he's like that work workman kind of, you know, lunch pail. They call him lunch pail kind of, you know, <laughs> he's not flashy. He's not yeah. going to cry for the ball. He's not going to be in the media. He's going to go out and he's going to catch the football when it's thrown to him and he's going to do his job, you know, He's not flashy, but him in the playoffs, I think, would sell better because pe- people who don't normally going to watch a Raiders game, if he's going to be in the in the ra- in the playoffs, people are going to see him and they're going to see how he plays and they're going to see that he's like, you know, in the top fifteen of receivers in the league this year, you know. But not many people are going to know that, you know. Now I'm not saying Hunter Renfrew's the breakout guy and everybody should go grab him or anything like that. It was just an example. Dude, that- he is I, – I I don't know, man. I'm, part of me says, no, you're right. But then other part of me is like, is that just Cooper Cup on the Raiders? <laughs> you know, I mean – I'm not – yeah, yeah, I mean, not, it's like a poor man's Cooper Cup. Yeah, yes, a poor yes, man's okay. Cooper Cup. Okay, yes, that, w- that would be fair to say, yeah, yeah. But he can be like a Cooper Cup was in the play. If all of a sudden he comes out and has a – a 10 catch 150 yard game with a couple of touchdowns in the playoffs, people are going to notice him more than they would probably in the regular season. I've been getting, I've been getting a ton of ton of my offers coming through on Hunter Renfrew, like 50 cent, you know, like, you know, I'm the base guy, right. But like, you know, like a 25 Mm. cent prism or a, a 25 cent optic, I, I just can't see me not being able to sell that for a prop. The problem is I got to figure out how to sell it, where to sell it. But if I'm buying in that uh, such a cheap price that it's just a matter of, I just got to figure out where to sell it. Oh yeah. Well, tomorrow night's the night. That's right, man. We're recording this Saturday night here before yep. week 18, the final week. And it's a win and end game against the chargers and Raiders on Sunday night. So this is, I, I guarantee you, going to be some um, mad hype for Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah. I know people are going to be captaining Hunter Renfro in those daily fantasy uh, mm-hmm. formats. There's going to be pick smashing the over on Hunter Renfro here. 
Um, this 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 is really really quite interesting. But there's even another guy there, like even Brian Edwards. He's kind of in the same situation. I was really I bought yeah. into a lot of him in the beginning of the year because he was cheap, and you know there was he was getting he good athletics, good measurements, everything looked good. You know the team believed in him, the team liked him. You know, he just yeah. hasn't had that. He hasn't had a horrible year, but he hasn't had a standout year either. That uh, you would, yeah. he hasn't had the year that you need. I would need him to have to push all the cards out that I have. Well, right. I, the, the thing is, I don't think the Raiders are using him right. Um, I don't think he, I think he's built to be more like Chris Godwin mm -hmm. and they're using him more like Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. And the thing is with, with Derek Parr, um, you know, because you haven't had Waller in a lot of games this year. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with Derek Carr is, man, I just, I don't, Derek Carr is not that guy that can feed, I don't, uh, multiple mm -hmm. alpha wide receivers like, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a Tom Brady or Joe Burrow can, you know, type of th type of scenario yeah. or, or Mahomes or anything. So, I, you know, and I'm looking like Brian Edwards. He's going to get um, Derwin James. He, Derwin James is an elite uh, defensive cornerback yeah. in the league, and Brian Edwards is going to get that guy. So he's got a below average matchup advantage tomorrow night versus Renfro, who is like, look, He's got an excellent matchup advantage tomorrow night. That's because mm -hmm. he's not going to be covered by Derwin James. He's either mm -hmm. there's like you know some uh, half rate corner is going to try and cover him, or a linebacker, or something like that, or mm -hmm. maybe just the safety. And now all of a sudden, that's where that's where the Chargers are getting uh, cut apart at. And look at that. I mean, PFF is telling us right here that Hunter Renfro is a smash play tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm seeing you're right, man. I mean, I'm looking at January 8th right here for Hunter Renfro, 2019 mm -hmm. rookie. And this is insane, man. Almost 50 sales today on eBay. And this the game's not till tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And I think, but I think uh, uh, my what my uh, initial point basically was, I think guys like that that don't get as much attention during the season are going to stand out more in a primetime playoff game. So we're going to yeah. see, and because the regular season was more inflated last year, the playoffs didn't seem as inflated. They were better, but I think we're going to see a bigger jump in the playoffs this year just because there's a, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, the market went down compared to it, what, what it was last year, right? That, that's just, you're not selling cards as often or as much as you were last year. But that doesn't mean that you're not selling cards and you're not making money, right? That, that, um, but that's my reasoning is I think that because everything was kind of going up and being sold and there was lots of sales and lots of traffic and everything was going on, the playoffs didn't do the, the gap between the regular season sales and the playoff sales weren't that big. But I think it's going to be bigger this year because the regular season sales weren't as much. But we're going to see that same push that we would normally see in the playoffs. So it just it makes a, a bigger gap, and that's uh, that's my mm. anticipation. Maybe I'm wrong, but that that's my prediction. I think um, once we start kicking off these playoff these these playoff games, you're going to see the guys that play well stand out are going to do better than they would have in the regular season. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I think 
I think you're I think you're spot on. I, I don't know if it's gonna be as big as it was last year, but I think it's gonna be more refined. Like we're gonna see a very I, I'm specific not, yeah. articulate peak here on a lot of guys, especially the deeper they make it in the playoffs. And it and and it, it and you're absolutely spot on. And it's and it's really tied back to that performance thing we talk about fantasy from you know fantasy football which is obviously driven by real statistics Mm -hmm. real production on the field and and big highlights right uh but you're absolutely right man and and it it happens i think we've seen a more articulate spike in players card prices up and down Mm -hmm. based on their performance this past season and i think we're going to see that a very specific spike uh this playoffs that is that is nice it's going to be nice i think for a lot of different guys heck i even sold a calvin ridley rookie card yesterday sean and i was like whoa i haven't gotten an offer on this card forever Mm -hmm. well and one thing i wanted to point out i'm not necessarily saying that the playoffs necessarily are going to be maybe bigger than 2020 sales i just think that the difference between there's going to be a higher jump Right. There's going to be a different, a bigger gap between what's sold in the playoffs and what's sold in the regular season this year. Not saying, I just think the last year's gap, there wasn't as, as big a, of a gap between what we were selling in the, the uh, regular season versus what was sold in the playoffs. Mm. Now I just think that there's just going to be a bigger gap between, uh, like you're going to see some higher prices than, um, the percentage wise, if you want to look at it that way, you're going to see a higher percentage difference in sales, but the amounts may not be higher. You know, yeah. that's my prediction. That's what uh, I think is going to happen um, because it's such, it's, it's not as much hype as based on performance this year that are driving these sales. Like we've seen it time and time again, this year guy has a monster game. His cards blow up and the, the, the lower the expectations prior to him blowing up, the more the card blows up, right? It almost matches mm-hmm. his, his expectations or what his card selling for now, the further his, his game gets better or, or improves the higher his card goes, right? Combined with how young he is or like yeah. how little of him do we know? Right. Because there's that factor because everybody wants size. Yeah. Everybody wants to get in early on a guy. So that's what gives that new rookies extra kit because people want to get on them. Now they're expecting, okay, I buy this at $25. This guy's going to be a hall of famer. It's going to be worth a hundred dollars in, you know, a couple of years, right? That's well, that gonna... transition perfect. Cause a large part of this show up until now has been on uh, strategies around selling the, mm-hmm. uh, these guys and these rookie cards. Um, let's talk about buying And I think this is perfect. You know, I think it's important to zag when people are zigging. So when a lot of people are buying guys that are in the playoffs and getting attention and making, mm-hmm. you know, big steps granted towards, you know, that, that mm-hmm. uh, hall of fame in Canton, Ohio, um, we, we like, we know that the biggest ROIs are on speculative buys mm-hmm. and some of them are safer than others, but certainly the safest ones are guys that aren't in the playoffs and mm-hmm. potentially guys that aren't even playing right now that could see a big change in 2022 because their contracts are up. So we've been talking about this every yeah. week. We've been talking mm-hmm. about salary cap spaces on teams and what they have available, what their depth chart looks like. 
Um, and I've actually got the f- quarterback free agency pulled up right now. And I think there's some really juicy uh, quarterbacks that we could invest in right now to set us up for 2022. Absolutely. And that's the, that's, that should be everybody's goal. You never want to go buy a guy that everybody's talking about. You want to buy a guy that nobody's talking about. You just got to do your homework and pay attention to what we do here to, to make sure that that guy's going to be the guy that has that big spike. You know what I mean? And you know what? It's not going to work out every time, you know, stuff happens outside of the football. You know, the player still got to do his job on the field. You know, there, and even when you can see it with the draft, it's, 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 it's an art form. You know what I mean? Like you got to be able to understand it and you can pick, everything can be set up perfectly for you. And the player, you know, doesn't play well. He, you know, doesn't lost his passion for football. Well, there's no way that you can analytically predict that. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, stuff happens. But if, again, the thing I stress a lot is if you're making the, the high percentage decisions more often, you're going to be right than you're going to be wrong. Right. That's just the way I look at it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. And yeah, you just like it. And that's what makes it so fun. Like that's, that's what Mm -hmm. I really enjoy about it is finding those opportunities, getting in on them early and then just firing my shots whenever it's time to sell um, and taking the profits and then rotating that into, you know, more speculative buys. It's, it's a lot of fun uh, when they do pan out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking, we've got the, the free agent list. And, yeah. and I know there's some really interesting guys here at the top, but I want to scroll down straight to the bottom and ask you, Sean, about mm. this guy right here, Lamar yeah. Jackson's little twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop. Snoop. Your guy, yeah. Tyler Huntley. What what's going on with him next year? So I I'm I, I think that he is going to um definitely pique some interest for some teams. Um he's playing very well. Um, and I, I even, I even flipped a couple of his cards in the preseason because I knew he was going to play well. The, and I mean, I'm more into the, you know, I follow the more, more of the Ravens beat reporters probably than the average person, you know. So I'm, so there's some player, you know, and I'm sure that you're the same way with the Bucks players. You know, probably more about Bucks players than you do anybody else, just because of your natural, uh, you know, you like them, so you want to go. And, and you know, learn more about them and things like that. So, um, I, I knew this guy was going to be good, and I was, I was very, I know I, he's not Lamar, but he's the he to me, he's the one of the best, closest things that you can get to Lamar without being Lamar. He's Lamar without Lamar's, you know, video game stuff. You know, he's he mm-hmm. he can play. You know, they don't have to take a lot of the playbook out or any of the playbook out when they put him in. He's just not going to make guys look silly on like Lamar does, you know, do guys out and, you know, outrun he's the realistic you know. version of Lamar. Yeah. He's, he's the, yeah. Lamar's the video game version. He's the real life version of what, you know, but yeah, you, you guys are on a, on a win and in game tomorrow too, aren't you against the Steelers? Uh, right? No, we're on a win and the Colts got to lose to the Jaguars. Oh, and the it's Chargers a parlay? Got, you're on a parlay three, three team parlay, brother. Oh, so the chart the Raiders got to beat the Chargers. 
Um, whoever's playing the uh, Patriots got to beat the Dolphins and the Jags got to beat the Colts. And then we got to beat Pittsburgh. And we're in. You almost made me spit out my drink because you said <laughs> the Jags got to beat the Colts. Yeah. Why do you think I'm asking in, in the Discord? I need your Jags to pull one off, Luke. I said that to Luke this week. I need your Jags to pull one off, buddy. There you um, go. Shout out to but, Luke in the Discord. But, I mean, uh, the Colts are playing for a playoff spot, so they're not going to rest anybody. I don't Well, think. I'll tell you one thing. People have really – I mean, this is how sensitive the market is that, you know, we know that <laughs> – there's more than just even like, you know, we have a small Patreon Discord community mm-hmm. of a few dozen. And then you look at my YouTube community of 3,000. And I like to think we're all diehard uh, football card and fantasy football and NFL enthusiasts. But I know I've got some basketball card and baseball mm-hmm. card fans that also do mm-hmm. football cards. And so the the bottom line is they they all understand that quarterbacks drive the football card market and they've already seen we've already all already seen some nice nice potential out of Tyler Huntley and from what I've seen his card availability is very limited there's very mm. limited choices especially in the Ravens logos and Ravens yeah, uniforms yeah, for sure and yeah, yeah. that that I mean like all I'm seeing uh, honestly um Sean, I think Com C, and this is one thing I do love about Com C, Sean, is is I use them because I can include sold out, and mm-hmm. I feel like they always have everything that's available for a player. If, yeah, yeah. If if it, I'm I'm sure there's probably things that are not on there because I've seen them for certain players where they won't show a picture of the card, um, but they registered that it it's there, kind of thing. Um, but there, there may be a, a, the odd card that doesn't show up when you put the sold out, but I would say majority of them are there for sure. Yeah. And granted his, his autograph is absolutely terrible, especially on his, his pro rookie ticket autos mm-hmm. and it's a sticker. So it doesn't help, but it's got a Ravens logo and there's only one of of each on com c the mm-hmm. optic and wait oh, this is both optic okay one's base oh one's base and one's base silver and, and they're yeah. going for 300 for 450 but mm. the thing is you know they there's only one of each and obviously the people that own them are very yeah. proud of those cards so you yeah, have to right so that is the perfect opportunity to find another card on ebay or star stock put it on com C and you can just swoop right in underneath that guy and be the first one to, okay. Yeah. You're not going to buy. <laughs> well, those are, those are solds, but this is how oh, okay. high the hype got for Tyler Huntley yeah, just yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago at towards the end of December when, when your playoff opportunities were also a lot better. I don't know how many uh, two point conversions you guys missed at the end of games. <laughs> yeah, lost two games is your dude. I can yeah. only imagine like, <laughs> I don't know yeah, how much you had to drink or uh, smoke uh, after you know, the, watching those games to forget about those two point conversions yeah, yeah. that that were missed. The problem is it was the right it was the right call right. If you look at the analytics and Baltimore uses the analytics probably more than any other team, and you can set like you can you can and you hear the the commentators talk about John Harbaugh and how he uses those how he trusts the analytics. You know, they, they, you know, they spend a lot of money on people crunching numbers, trying to figure out 
you know, percentage of, you know, uh, you know, by running this fourth down, um, our win percentage goes up 50%. You know what I mean? Like kind of thing that that's what they're looking yeah. at. But one, I'll tell you one of the reasons he explained why he went for the two points was because that was the game that they lo- they lost Marlon Humphrey for the year. He didn't have mm-hmm. enough cornerbacks on the team to be able to defend a, a viable defense that they, if he kicks a field goal, they're just going to march down and score a touchdown. The game's over anyway. So why not try and win it now? So that, that was his mindset going for the two point conversion for the win, right? You just lost your best defensive player probably for the, at the time they maybe didn't know it was for the year, but he, he did end up being out for the year. This team is, you know, our defense has been a leaky sieve all year and, you know, it's injuries, it's play, you know, new guys coming in, just not knowing where to go, miscommunications. Um, you know, we've had some really good games where, you know, take away two or three plays and, and the defense is, you know, played stellar, but they, you know, that one guy get behind in coverage or something like that. And it, you know, it blows up. They're like a boomer bust. They either stop you or score a touchdown. It's there's no mm. in between almost at some point with them. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, and it's, and it's really tough. It's really tough to. I mean, those kind of game watching those kind of games is super stressful. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know what? I'm used to it with Baltimore because they have a lot of close games. Usually, when they lose, they don't usually lose by much. The only time we got really blown out this year was by the Bengals, I think. Um, mm, the rest those of the Bengals, man, those Bengals, dude. I, you know. And I cannot wait to get them at full strength next year. When we got JK, when we got Gus back, when we got our left tackle back, I don't think that they're going to, Joe Burrow is going to be throwing around the yard as much with Humphrey, Peters, Jimmy Smith, Pat. You know, like, yeah, like our, our we don't have our corner, like our number three, our num- yeah. we're playing against, you know, guys that came in on the street. There was a cornerback guarding a Bengals player that's been on the team for less than like three or four days, you know, like I'm not yeah. trying to take anything from Joe Burrow because he came the next week and they, they did wow. well again, but yeah, I mean, that it, re- he, they've, yeah. they, he may have played well against them, but he wouldn't have played as well against them if we were full strength. For sure. I can guarantee, sure. you know, so that plays take, a big factor. Again. That plays a big factor. Mm-hmm. You know, like he may have thrown a you know a four hundred yard game, had a couple touchdowns, but he wouldn't have thrown an almost six hundred yard game with our normal starters in there. I can guarantee guarantee it. I will one hundred percent guarantee that he would have not had. He again, he may have had a good game, but he wouldn't have had that holy crap. Joe Burrow's the quarterback of the year game kind of thing. You know, like he everything everything was Joe Burrow after that game. They were just everything all over. Well, the there were media. some plays and, you know, where there was some heat on him. I mean, there was Ravens on him, like trying to get him. And last year, I saw Patrick Queen clean his clock. And mm-hmm. in this game, I mean, he was evading these guys in the backfield. T, mm-hmm. I saw two guys like right behind T Higgins, just trying to dive at him and get to him. And he's mm-hmm. catching. I mean, the right in the bread basket, dude. I mm-hmm. mean, the highlight reel for him from that game is insane whether you know you guys were at full strength or not there were you had guys that were like so close to getting mm-hmm. him like taking him down yeah. and getting the uh t higgins covered and and defending those mm-hmm. passes but they well, yeah, pulled them off they're, and that, that, well, that's the thing like if that was marlon humphreys 
Maybe he mm -hmm. would have been in position. And if that was your other guys at full strength, you mm -hmm. know, they would have been in different, a little slightly different positions. Maybe what if, you know, that could, that could have happened. But I mean, it's what, what happens though, looking to the future, Sean, if Joe Burrow goes out and beats the, the Patriots or the Bills in the playoffs or the Chiefs in the championship game or something mm -hmm. crazy like that, that would be, do you think that would be enough to take his base mosaics to like 20 to $30 to really move I, I, the needle I would think him? so. I would think so because um, their expectations were, 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 you know, good coming in the year, but I, I bet they weren't on anybody's Super Bowl pick list. You know, nobody's picking the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So that yeah. goes with our model. The less the expectations, the higher the output, the more the more spike you get, right? I almost I almost want to see that happen just so I can see what happens in the card market. So we can really see yeah. like what the supply and demand looks like at that kind of hype level for a 2020 card, for a 2020 mm -hmm. rookie card. Um, because we know it was overprinted, but to what extent? And I think if that happened, we would really be able to see like clear as day, mm -hmm. you know, is, you know, what, what the current market looks like. Any, anyway, the total, I know we got a little bit more Joe Burrow. Tan. It's just a fascinating, mm -hmm. it's just a fascinating yeah, yeah. scenario that I'm watching so closely. And I know you are too. And mm -hmm. all the guys out there are too. Um, but go, going back to the 2020 uh, free agents, I think Tyler Huntley is yeah. a perfect candidate. You can potentially yeah. find rookie ticket autos on eBay right now. I just showed you guys potentially $100 or under. I know that that's more like two, three months ago. You could have got them for $20, $30 because he was almost mm -hmm. a total nobody besides that one game mm -hmm. in the preseason. But now I still think based on the scarcity of his rookie cards and Raven logos and Raven uniforms, yeah. getting that card for a hundred dollars is not a bad, a bad buy when there's only 10 of them or something, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to be so scarce that because he was probably a guy that, you know, got thought, you know, tossed in the back of a box or, you know, um, nobody thought he, you know, you don't, you don't see Tyler Huntley collectors, in and ig you know my pre-seized tyler you know there's not very many of them out there right you know i, I wish i would have bought them at that pre-season <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i i i did i i you know i bought a few i bought that select i thought that select was a nice even though it's in his utah nice. uniform i think it's utah uniform um anyway um it was a nice looking card and I, I think i bought it i think i saw it was there it was you know uh i think i bought it for four bucks i flipped it for nine or something like that and you know it was in the beginning of the season who else so so moving on from him who else do you like on this list i've got i've got a guy and and we could and and we're just talking qbs here i mean this this is what's nice mm -hmm. about this we could filter down any of the skill positions is there any of the skill positions you want me to filter over to? Uh, I, um, I really look at that because of my budget. I really look at the running backs and the wide receivers um, all right. a lot just because of their, their tend to be a little bit in the more price range for me. And if I'm buying quarterbacks, my, my quarterbacks are guys, you know, like Kyle Trask that nobody really cares about. You kind of think, you know what I mean? Uh, guys that are not, um, active player i don't buy a lot of act the only the only active quarterback that i've really bought 
uh, spent a lot of money on was uh, Jalen Hurts. Right. Everybody else that I'm really buying is either backups or, you know, uh, young guys that haven't got their chance yet. So I really stick. And again, it's because the, 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 you know, the built in price with the quarterback, you know, like, yeah, uh, a quarterback, third quarterback on the depth chart uh, based on rest is like a dollar. Well, a third, a third running back on a, on a team based on rest is 15 cents. Right. So the same depth chart position is a quarter 25 percent of the price of a quarterback you know what i mean so i i i look a lot at the wide receivers and the running backs who do you who do you so who do you like on this wide receiver chart right here well i i'm i'm doing a lot of alan robinson because either he's going to be part of justin fields um uh, development and he's going to stay in chicago it's a big market or he's going to go have a choice to go to whatever team he wants that may be a Super Bowl contender, um, maybe a better quarterback, you know, kind of kind of situation. I, I hope he leaves. I I hope he gets traded. Yeah. I think that would I think that would lead to the biggest um it's a couple reasons. I, I think that's gonna be just for him, like personally, as a person, I think that'll be like a fresh mm-hmm. start for him. He'll be able to really yeah. clear his mind and get his head back in the game. And then uh, for all the rookie cards I have, I, that would lead to an immediate oh, spike a, based on I've got his a huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm either, I think he'll do all right either way. I'm not worried about him because he's a, he's a good receiver. And I could argue, you know, cause I think Justin Fields is going to be, you know, at that level where he's, you know, maybe, He's going to be considered for like a Madden cover kind of thing. Like he's going to be that that top echelon of the quarterback. I think he, once he gets there, I think once they get the proper coach in there to develop him, I think he can be, he has the talent enough. So I've mm-hmm. been just gobbling up Chicago Bears like crazy. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, even some defensive guys because I want to, um, you know, capitalize on the development of him. Now, Justin Fields' cards are a little bit higher than I would like him for, for me to, to be in that developmental spec range kind of thing. So I'm concentrating on the skill position players uh, around him. But with Allen Robinson, I think it's a win either way, whatever team he goes to. He's either going to pick, be able to pick a team that's good for his situation or he's going to stay with the Bears and develop with a young star that I think is going to be a young star. So to me, he's he's always and I, you know, I I have got offers on him on Starstock and I and I routinely check his cards on Com C. Um, I have a price point that I want to buy them at, and I won't buy them until they get to that price point. But I have purchased quite a few. <clears throat> Here's here's a couple really interesting ones that I've just noticed. Um, a Christian Kirk, he'll yeah. uh, be a, a free agent after this year, yeah. and there's we, no guarantee that they bring him back because we've no. seen Cliff Kingsbury doesn't necessarily have the loyalty to Kirk because they brought on Rondale Moore, mm. and to serve a similar role, right? And and they've got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, mm. And I, I don't know. I think I could see them trading away Christian Kirk because he is really good. He goes to a big market, prolific quarterback. That could be good. Yeah. 
Uh, but his card prices have gone up. They have gone up. Yep. He's in the playoffs. He's he's heavily, uh, way more involved now um, that DeAndre Hopkins is out to a potentially championship mm-hmm. game. But but going down here, I'm like, dude, here's a guy right here that was super hyped up in 2020, Sean, that saw mm-hmm. a big increase in his rookie card values once Trevor Lawrence was drafted, and that's DJ Chark from mm-hmm. LSU. And, yep. I mean, I was selling his rookie cards very well in mm-hmm. 20, uh, 2020 when Trevor Lawrence was drafted, but then Trevor Lawrence came in, he got hurt, and mm-hmm. he's going to be a free agent. We Honestly, I, I would love it to see DJ Chark go to a good team with a good quarterback with good coaching. I, I think they will. I think he will. Um, Jaguars are obviously a big rebuilding kind of kind of team and usually rebuilding teams don't spend money like that on on older veterans i mean he's not that old obviously but oh he's um, only 2019 rookie right yeah i don't know maybe i don't i don't know i haven't done my research on jacksonville yet for their salary cap i don't see what their other positions are so it's hard to to know exactly because i really do I, i i spend a lot of time on that over the cap um, and I look at, you know, what's available and what's, you know, if he's not going to stay, where is he going to go? If he, you know, what's the, you know, we're not GMs, so we're not going to be able to, to, sure. uh, do it perfectly, but even him coming back healthy, um, uh, should be, should be a, a good yeah. thing for him. I mean, his, his athletic ability is incredible. He is very young. So he's 2018 rookie. I, I was off by one year, but he yeah. is incredibly right. young. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine though, right now his prices are very suppressed. Like I haven't that, heard. Yeah, that that the eighty-five cents for that based on us is a pretty decent price. I Most, mean, Char- Chark was a guy that I was selling like hotcakes back in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the yeah, athletic I, ability, Sean. Forty yard yeah. dash, four three four at that size, six three one ninety nine. Are you kidding? What? Like that's crazy. You'll notice you'll notice a trend when I start picking up a prisms of a player. That means his prices are dropping down, because if if mm-hmm. a player is really good, I can't afford prisms. Uh, prisms are out of my budget. Even base prisms are out of my budget. But if I can buy base prisms, that means it is his cards are coming down enough that I can I can buy them. Oh yeah, dollar ninety nine, brother. And so, and look at the spike. Look at the spike going back. Yeah. So we're in quarter one here. So one, two, three, four. This would have been last January, oh, there's right? Two, there's two uh thirty five two quarters there with no sales. So well that was that that was that's this one that, that's that's two quarters. Yeah. Okay. So so this quarter so right here one with the one zero. sale. Is that this yeah. quarter we're in now? January. That's the current quarter. Okay, and current there was zero quarter. sales last quarter. Zero sales last quarter, so that's yeah. quarter four of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so that's November, uh, October, yeah. November, December of twenty twenty. And, and then that, and then, and then we go early. That would have been January, right? This would have been January. Thirty five sales uh, on here is base prism. Yeah, and then that yeah. would have been quarter four twenty twenty, and then that would the have beginning the of the year. Of the this would have been September. Roughly, September, yes, he had July. 77. You see this huge mungus bar right here. So he was yeah, mad that's the 2020 hyped. boom, right? That's the 2020 boom. 
Well, look what they got up to. September 11th, 2020, $37.69 for his base prism card that is currently at a dollar 99 and again that that's even a card that somebody paid that price to take that off the site they only show up in that high ranking if it's somebody that came and took it off the site so you don't see the the general transactions so to me that makes me see that that's a that was a, a a bin now on on ebay would be my guess that generated that $39 sale. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Look how cheap his rookie ticket autos on eBay are going now. Yeah. One one actually went in auction November 18th for $3. Three, three, oh, my God, $3.25. And that's why you buy when nobody's talking about it because you yeah. get stuff like Stash that. Stash him. As soon as, soon as J.K. Dobbins and cam acres went down i i went out and bought a ton of their cards because people are uh, they're going to injure you know somebody wants to buy like i probably the day after or like he got injured in the game and, and as soon as he got injured in the game and it looked like it was pretty serious i went and bought started putting in offers on Starstock, and you could see the net the the day or two after that they confirmed he you know he's on the ir he's done for the year you could just see like three, four, five, six offers, people just dump in the car. Okay, this guy's injured. I'll sell it for what I can get and put it into somebody else that's going to make me money during the year, right? So injury guys are perfect examples of guys, you know, you're not going to make money off them now, but you can get amazing prices that when they come back next year, they're going to have a little bit of built-in hype, maybe not enough to drive their prices crazy, but coming back off an injury, they're going to have a little bit of hype just the fact that now they're going to come back and play. Like, yeah, even with he's, he's pretty young, dude, and he's so yeah. electric. He's such a good athlete that there's there's going to be hype on that alone, even with the 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 poultry Jacksonville fan base size. You know, the, the fantasy diehards. You know, he's mm. going to be back on draft boards. We got to think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be better next year. They're probably going to bring in a new coach. Is you know they're gonna bolster well, their a, offensive line and stuff. Um, yeah, he's in the same I mean, this, boat this is, as Allen Robinson, good, almost right to me. Yeah, he's in the like, same. Boat. I almost like at this point, I've got enough A Robs. I think I'm going. I'm gonna go hard in some DJ Charks for 2022, man. Let's go check him out on Starstock. See what we can get a B for a DJ yeah. Put that, in a couple a, offers. Yeah. You know what I mean. And that's all I, when I get a player, that's, I'll look on both sites and I'll always put in, I'll put it in offers and I'll look at what's comps on, on com C, you know, I'll do all the kind of the whole, the whole, sh like put a 50 cent offer in there and I'll bet you'll have, you know, I always put, when I put offers in, I always put like three or four offers because if a lot of times I'll find that if one guy has three or four cards, He'll get rid of three or four cards, and and there's been a couple situations where I look in the list, and you see I bought one card and he sold three other cards to somebody else. So if I would have put in four offers at my price, I would have got all four cards, kind of thing. So, mm. and just you know, it, it's it's a little bit of a waiting game because you have to sit back and wait, but you get amazing deals on cards, and you know. No matter what the market is, I'm confident that the price that I'm getting these cards at, I can sell them. 
So you go scroll down. Three, four, six, yep. eight. I'm just saying I could get nine for under a dollar well, a could, piece. Yeah, you could. You could even buy a bunch. I've done that before. Buy a bunch of them and then put offers in as well. You know what I mean? Crazy. Look at Trevor was drafted 22, 20, 25 for a base prism. Yep. Star stock A when Trevor Three, was drafted. Yep. Now we're down to 99 cents. Star stock A. Someone and, someone accepted a ninety nine cent offer today. <laughs> He's got tired yeah. of holding it. That's the thing. The fees are so low on here. I guess yeah. some people just get tired of. I've got I've got one listed that's been listed since uh, February that uh, yeah. I should have sold when Trevor was drafted for around that twenty twenty five dollars. I was hoping to get thirty. Never yeah. came to fruition. But if you go into the buy, we can see what if you go into the buy uh, or offer, you can see where you end up in the list, right? That see that thing is the same, the exact same thing as the com C list, right? That's how you yeah, kind of look at it, just right? Not as pretty because you no, don't no, get obviously. to see the actual pictures of the cards. This is like yeah. okay, yes, got star stock. Put actual pictures of each one of these cards, please. But if you're gonna play the star stock game, you kind of kind of treat it like the com C because it's a list of cards, right? Yeah, like, no those doubt. are gonna most likely gonna get sold in order. So if you're tenth in line, you gotta wait till all those cards are sold so that wouldn't be a good situation to buy uh on it right if you if you can't get it within the first 10 cards it's probably going to take a long time to sell on star stock i would yeah, say even the top five you know yeah it's just so crazy and it's just like see these rookie patch autos and stuff yeah. that were sent in the star stock i i bet you i could find this card on ebay and buy it for like 20 bucks right now well you go, know? go put an offer on it for 250 and just well there's an it. offer at 19 19 dollars and it's there's just an sitting there for, i don't no, i don't no, think no, the guy's no. gonna sell it i i really don't think these people go are to the star stock b though yeah go to the star stock b and if they don't they don't you put it in an offer but if it comes through you get a freaking really amazing card for two bucks right yeah that's the true they can't the offers are free the offers are free so it's not it doesn't cost you to offer anything you just have to make sure you have the two bucks in your account that's all right but you could yeah. I, I just go through players like a player that i'm looking for i just go through and look what what star stock bees have like 10 cent 15 cent 30 cent offers whatever the case whatever i'm willing to pay for the card and i just put an offer on all the cards and whatever some some of them will net that one doesn't have another's only one card. I'll put an offer on that. Put a dollar offer on that. The worst that's yeah. gonna happen is it's gonna sit there. Uh, you know, man, maybe the guy there you go. He might get he, a notification, be like, Oh, I got an offer for get, this card. There you go. Go he, ahead gets it, he, it. he will get a notification. There's been a new offer made on this card. He may never accept it, but it doesn't hurt. The the only outcome the, it's just sitting there doing not right. Like you put no expiry down and it'll sit there forever. Maybe that guy gives up on cards and doesn't want to do football cards anymore and sells it to you for two bucks. You know, whatever the case, you know, um, I watched a video um, with Ziggy go through and just accept crazy low offers on stuff just because he wanted to buy some MFTs. People do it. You know, people just want to, you know, people are done on star stock. Maybe, you know, so I just throw offers on anything I can. Anything that's that is is the offer is available for me that's a reasonable price that that not a re, not even a reasonable price but like a 
you know, probably most stuff I don't offer. Like I have 300 offers and only five of them are over a dollar. The rest of them are 30 cents, 25 cents, 15 cents, which I know may, you know, piss a lot of people off that are listening to this because they're on the other end of it. But that's how I've been able to build up a 700 card inventory on Starstock with, you know, and spending under, you know, 200 bucks or it was two, 280 bucks, I think is what I'm at. Mm. And I've got a 700 cards on, on Starstock. If you you can even go look at what I've got in my collection now. And, you know, every one of those cards is 15 cents, 20 cents, you know, they're base cards and they're color cards, but they they'll sell. I'm, I'm confident they'll sell. If I can put the, get them on eBay and lots, they'll sell. And I'm confident I can put lots together that'll appeal to people that'll, you know, make me some money and, you know, and I posted in, in our, in our discord chat, kind of the fees that, the, you know, structure that I have to pay and it sucks and it eats a lot of my profits. And I think I would be able to do a lot more, but that's, you know, the situation I'm in being in Canada, that's what I have to, to, to live with. So that's it guys. That's what he's got to live with, but stay tuned. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, we're going to be yeah. doing more comping again uh, next week. Man, Sean, dude, this has been a fantastic episode. I've learned some mm-hmm. from you. I, I guarantee you the folks out there have learned some stuff from us talking about this. Yeah. Uh, maybe you learned something from me. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's been sure. a good show, man. I, I can't wait to get I, back in the playoffs. I would love to do an eBay show with you, comping stuff on eBay, looking at you know uh, different st- strategies for selling and buying because i'm i'm newer to ebay i'm i like i do a lot of comp c i do a lot of star stock i'm starting to get into ebay but again i'm still restricted on a lot of things because of my fees that i pay because i have to keep everything in the u.s you know like a a 99 cent card on ebay turns into five dollars shipping plus four dollars to load it onto comp c so i'm now looking at a ten dollar you know so i'm I'm sticking with a lot of the Com C eBay auctions. I've even started. Uh, I did my first two uh, auctions of cards in my inventory on Com C that I'm auctioning them on eBay during this no minimum fee. But I, I know I can definitely learn a lot uh, on eBay from you for sure. And I, you know, I'd love the opportunity to go through a lot of stuff. And that's why I said maybe we can go through and and go through my inventory and and maybe with your eBay experience we can put together like a 20 or 25 card lot that would be good for the playoffs. You know what I mean? There and you have I, it guys I, next week. That's what we're doing next week on comp Kings. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing a lot of eBay comping, man. Yeah. Cause we got to get, you know, the, the way to be successful in this is to take advantage of, as you said, the market deficiencies between eBay and comp C and star stock sending cards from one place to the other, selling them on, on different platforms where the, the, the supply is low on one platform and high on the other. You be the supply and take it from one platform and put it on the other. You know, that's, that's you know, a good way to make, mm-hmm. to make money. And that's a great way in, to in make money. Mm-hmm. And, and let's comp, let's, um, let's provide some data analysis around the difference between selling singles and, and lots and we'll look at a few examples and we'll put together a lot of Sean's cards. Doesn't that sound like fun? Let's go. I'm ready, Sounds man. Like I'm ready to, me. to dig into that, dude. Let's, yeah. I can't wait, man. 
We'll see you yeah. guys at the next sure. one. Stay safe, everybody. Until next time. All right. Peace.